are the real Hebrews. We have heard our nation, the Jewish nation, called the Israelites, the children of Israel, the children of Jacob, the Jewish people. But what about the Hebrews? Who are the true Hebrews? And there are many societies who claim that they are the real Hebrews. So who are the real Hebrews? What does Hebrew mean? Where does it come from? And who could claim and point the finger and say that they are the true, authentic Hebrews? So let's begin. Let's dive in to the word Hebrew. And if you listen to the rest of this recording, at the end, you will be very knowledgeable, not only to know who are the real Hebrews, but you too can become a Hebrew. So in the book of Genesis, we read about the very first Jew. His name was Abraham. So let's talk about names. What does it mean to have a name? What are names for? Well, the Mercedes, the car, was named because the inventor's daughter's name was Mercedes. You know, nylon? Why is it called nylon? Some say because the fabric was created in New York and London. Thus got its name nylon. So names that we give each other is predominantly to be able to distinguish one thing from another. This is a car, this is a horse. That's what names are for, uh, to identify items, to differentiate item from item. But that is very different in the Jewish world. In the Jewish world, when parents name a child with a name, in the great mystical books of the Kabbalah teaches us that it's actually a gift of prophecy that God gives the parents who have just made such a commitment to the world, such an altruistic commitment of giving of their own and creating a child and going through the nine months of pregnancy and going through the birth and rearing the child. What a wonderful gift to the world. As a reward, God gives the parents a level of prophecy that they can prophesize what name does this child need, deserve, or is entitled to. Because in the Jewish world, when a person is given a Hebrew name, it's not only a label, but it's the essence of their soul. Every soul that descends into this world, into a body, comes for a certain purpose. That soul is connected with their name. This is why it's so important to have a Jewish name. When a Jewish boy or girl are born, to be able to have a name. A Jewish girl, when they are born, they are given their name right away. As soon as the first time the Torah will be read in the temple, we give the child the name. 
For a boy who wait for eight days at the day of his circumcision is when he receives his name. The name is so meaningful, it's so powerful, so much so that when an adult faints and you want to bring him back to life, if you whisper into his ear his Hebrew name, you'll see an amazing awakening. And the books of Kabbalah teaches us because when you call them by their Hebrew name, it reaches the depths of their soul and it awakens the soul. So even if you did receive your Hebrew name, you should use it. You should use it as often as possible. And we are so accustomed to have a Hebrew name and an American name. Not always are they connected with each other. I know people, the name is Moses and the English name is Jacob. So not necessarily are they interlinked with each other, but it would be a good practice to find out if you ever got a Hebrew name. And if you did, what is it? And begin using it. It's going to arouse great revelations from your soul. You will see it. And if you did not, if you were not given a name at birth, you can always get a name. Go to your local synagogue and tell the rabbi, I want to have a Hebrew name. I want, I want my soul to have an identification. So in Hebrew, a name references the essence of the person, the inner power, the superpower, the soul that the person has is reflected in the name that they were given at birth. So, Abraham, when he was given a name, he was given, actually, two names. The first name was Avram, and then a, another letter was added to his name, became Abraham. Also, he received a title. Who is Abraham? Abraham Ha'ivri. Abraham, the Hebrew. So what does that mean, the Hebrew? Where did that name Hebrew comes from? Come from? In, in the biblical Hebrew word, it was Ivri. So what does Ivri mean? It's not just a, a title, not just the name. It actually means something. In Hebrew, many words have roots to the word that gives the depth of what it actually means. So the word Ivri comes from the, the root of the word is Aver, which represents that he came from the other side of the river. Also, it could mean that he is a descendant of Noah's great grandson, Hever. So he is Ivri, he's from that family, from the Hever family. Another commentary suggests that it references who Abraham was. Abraham was one person and the whole world was on the other side. He was on one side of the world and the whole world was on the other side. Abraham introduced to the world the concept of God. Up until then, the world was worshiping pagans, and they had whimsical gods who were sacrificing the children and fire. They had no inkling, idea, that there is a divine, 
that there is a God, the omnipotent, the omnipresent, the creator of all beings. This was something that Abraham introduced into the world. And he didn't do it quietly. He went around announcing that there is a God in the world, that we, we need to begin worshiping, and we need to begin understanding and appreciating the gifts that God gives us. And he literally, single-handedly, was on one side of the world, and everyone else was on the other side. Just like everything in life, people do not like change. They didn't take very well to change. Abraham was introducing a colossal change of philosophy, of foundation of faith and religion that the world knew nothing of until that moment. The kings were all of a sudden challenged because they thought that they are the gods. They had the power of a god. Here comes Abraham and says, no, you're just a king, but there's a king of all kings. And that is God Almighty in heaven. They did not take that very well. They actually sought after to kill Abraham. And Abraham had to rage war against these kings. And he prevailed. So Abraham, in essence, was called the Hebrew because what it represented. It represented what his lineage is from. It represented where he came from, from the other side of the river. But most importantly, it represented his life's journey. It represented what he stood for. He believed in something. He believed in a system. He believed in God Almighty in heaven. And he stood tall to announce it, to teach it, to publicize it wherever he could. However unpopular it was, Abraham did not deter. He stood his ground and he kept on teaching the world and introducing God and teaching people how to say the words, thank God, to teaching people how to thank God for everything. And he was the first one to introduce God to the world in a way of love, compassion, spirit, conviction, and standing tall and proud with what he believed in. That's how he earned the title Ha'ivri. One could only imagine what it was like for Abraham, how lonely it could be that you are the Lone Ranger, you're the only one standing with a philosophy that no one else believes in, no one else ever heard of, and you're out there professing and you're teaching something that people are mocking you, people want to kill you, and you don't deter. You know that what you believe in is correct, and it was time to introduce the world to that. One could only imagine how lonely it was for Abraham, and yet he succeeded. It was at age of 75 when God appeared to Abraham and says, Abraham, I get it. Let's do this. And he says, Abraham, the first thing is you need to leave your family. You need to leave your birthplace. You need to leave everything that you knew until now. 
and you're going to go to a land that I will show you, which is the land of Israel. So not only was he alone with his teachings, he had to totally separate, sever all ties of his past in order to begin a new beginning. And that beginning stands here today. So you want to ask yourself the question, who are the real Hebrews? The answer is very clearly. Who are the ones who has Abraham's spirit, Abraham's commitment, Abraham's stature, that no matter what popular opinion is, no matter what culture the world is going in, we stick with what we were taught by Abraham. Which nation has remained loyal to the teachings of Abraham? Which nation has suffered through thousands of years of persecution, thousands of years of being driven out of country to country, and still today announce the same verse as Abraham did, Hero Israel, God our God, God is one. What nation is that? And that is the children of Israel. That is the Jewish people as we know it today. It is not because we adopted the name because we are genetically connected to Abraham. It's rather because we represent Abraham's commitment and dedication and devotion in believing in one God. And no matter what the world tells us, no matter how unpopular it is, we continue with our mission in this world to be a light unto the nations and to be kind and loving to everyone and to do whatever we can to make this world a dwelling place for God and a good, kind, loving world. Those are the real Hebrews. Not too often in life do we ever have an Abraham moment. We look through history and we have found many, many, many who had an Abraham moment. We know when David took the slingshot and to Goliath, there is no comparison in size and in energy and in power, but David rose to the occasion and had an Abraham moment that him against the world, and he made it happen. And we go through all history, the great heroes of history who rose to the occasion against popular opinion, against the whole world, and made it happen. Even most recently with the Holocaust, we have many of us have seen the movie The Schindler's List. It was an Oscar Schindler who had an Abraham moment. He went against popular opinion. He put his life in danger to try to save as many Jewish people from extermination. And so many righteous Gentiles who have later on been discovered put their life on the line to be able to save others. This is a moment. Now we are here right now in the year 2023. And yet once again we are faced with the ugly head of anti-Semitism in a very blatant, overt way in places we, we could have never imagined. Now is your time to ask yourself a question. Am I a Hebrew? Am I the real Hebrew? Can I stand tall as Abraham stood tall? Can I turn around 
and defend the Jewish people and Israel? Can I stand tall and protest those who are supporting the savage, barbaric terrorist attack that occurred on October 7, 2023. Yes, you may be a lone voice. You may be standing against hundreds of thousands of protesters, but that is your moment to be a Hebrew. Whether you're Jewish or not, you can be a Hebrew. You can take the same spirit that Abraham had when he stood alone in the world against popular opinion against the tide of the world, but said what's right and said what's proper. Now is the time that we need your voice. Now is the time that we need you to be Abraham. We need you to get out there and scream out loud to support Israel and the Jewish people for what they have gone through. It is once again, light against darkness. You can be a light to push away the darkness. Abraham was living in a world full of darkness. He introduced the light of God and he was able to dispel the darkness and thus was able to create this beautiful nation that we have till today. You too have the power, the energy, the commitment, the blessing from God to stand tall and shout out loud. Am Yisrael Chai, the nation of Israel lives. And no matter what we are facing, we know we are going to prevail. We know that God's blessing will be actuated. But it's going to happen through us creating the vessel for the blessing to happen. So the next opportunity you have when you are faced with anti-Semitism, whether it's at home, in the street, in the workplace, you need to defend Abraham and the Jewish people, just like Abraham did. When you stand tall and you are proud of what you are representing, the good, the light, you will be blessed like Abraham was blessed. That everyone you bless will be blessed. And those are the true Hebrews. Those who could stand tall and stand proud and really shout out loud what's proper, what's right. And to be able to dispel as much darkness a little bit of light pushed away a lot of darkness, so much more, so much more light. God bless you. God loves you.